video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 219 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my pre-Halloween homeboy, Mr. <laughs> Grizz. We're there, dude. We're in the fall season. I don't know. Uh, is it technically fall yet? I have no fucking clue. I don't know what day it turns the- it, but it feels fall. I can tell you that much. Getting down into the 50s at night. Uh, I think the other day, actually, during, it was only like 69 degrees. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the forecast but, this past week, we're like, we have like highs in the 50s. And I'm like, dude, that's it's, that's perfect. That is legitimately fucking perfect, in my opinion. It's like 80 degrees here today. Um, I think it's going to be in the 80s for the rest of the week. And then next week, it looks like it's shooting down and it's going to start getting cold. You get that nice time where like... I would say between October and late November, where like you don't even need to turn your AC on and you don't need to turn your heat on. It's just fucking saving money weather. Although I'm I'm an animal. Dude, I'll run my AC up to like the middle of a winter. I still have my shit in the window. Yeah, you don't give a fuck. My fucking house is retarded. And like you turn the heat on, dude, and like where the, the thermostat is is in like the middle of the house where it doesn't get as much heat. I have like baseboard radiator heat. I don't have like forced air. And my bedroom is so far away from that motherfucker, and it gets so hot in my bedroom compared to the rest of the house. So, like, I'll wake up, like, it'll be so cold out, dude, and I'll wake up sweating in my fucking bedroom just because, like, you know, like, for some reason it gets so much hotter. So, like, I have to run a motherfucking AC with my heat on like a dumbass to balance that shit out. Well, like, if you only have one thermostat to control your whole fucking house, like, the room that's fucking a a thousand square foot room is going to have the same temperature pumping out as the fucking 50 foot, you know, room. Who the fuck do you think I am? George Jetson that I got, like, multiple thermostats in my house? Like, is that a real thing that people have? Yeah, I have. Well, I have electric heat. So, like, each room is basically, like, on its own thing. See, that's gangster. You know what I mean? So, like so it is it is nice where like i can okay like the bedroom make warmer but the rest of the house doesn't really need it or like my recording room down here like okay i'll just turn it on and like just that room will get hot and it's nice i like it it's you know, it's a little expensive but you're making you know, me want to to cut my water pipes switch over to electric dude It'd be don't, an easy, don't do electric be easy <laughs> No, you got to go to full full gas everything. That's it. Ugh. That's the future, bro. The That's gas the is the future. <laughs> I like that. Everybody didn't know. Uh, big gas is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're actually being sponsored by Big yeah. Big Gas. Big Gas. Yeah. <laughs> big Gas and Bad Taste Video. That's like yeah, the best it. combination. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Grizz, we picked a very special movie for this week. Um, one that we've actually been waiting to do for maybe like what, two dude, years or so. A long right? time. This is dude. This is a movie that I've been dying to fucking do, and we've been like, no, we got to save it. We got to save it to the point where like I don't even talk about it because I I am like once I start, I'm probably not going to be able to stop. This movie's yeah. fucking awesome. 
Yeah, this is, I feel like, the most underrated of the Book Walter movies. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows Robot Ninja. Everybody knows The Dead Next Door and shit. Skin like everybody all those men. He, well, he didn't do that one. but uh, He's a producer of it, isn't he? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, movies he, like, fucking made. I just like, consider, well, like, I mean, he's... Ozone. He did direct, yeah, Ozone. But he, I mean, he's the director of this, but he didn't fully... I consider anyone, any project that he's been a writer on and stuff like that, Tempe produced... I consider those like book Walter projects and like, obviously, you know, Matthew Jason Walsh wrote this story along with book Walter and stuff. But like, I just consider this very special in the Tempe uh, catalog. catalog. Yeah. The, the, the Tempe world that book Walter has created. This is probably my favorite movie, dude. I'm not even going to fucking lie. Well, anytime you get like a J.R. Bookwalter movie where Matthew Jason Walsh is involved, like there's that small, not small, but like there's that time period where I feel like they did like everything together. You know what I mean? They did a lot of and shit together. And and those are the best of all the Bookwalter things. And I know everybody loves the Dead Next Door and stuff, but I really feel like the stuff that he does with Matthew Jason Walsh is just fucking like on a different level. King of the Vampire have- Man is... <sighs> Dude, all that shit, fucking. Um, but but like, for whatever reason, I feel like they work the best together. Um, doing the fucking scores and all that stuff, like Jesus Christ, he's he's just okay. something else, man. So we we haven't even ta- we haven't even said what movie this is yet, and that's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. important to the conversation at this point. But we are going to say that. What I will say, I don't know if this is. I don't know. I'm not trying to shit on Book Walter, man. Uh, He's phenomenal at what he does. I I truly believe that Matthew Jason Walsh is a superior filmmaker, writer, you know, all around just movie guy. I I appreciate him and what he does so much more than what Book Walter does. And it goes back to what you just said about everything they did together was so special at this time period that the stuff that Book Walter does that is not involving him is very lackluster in comparison. Well, like if you look, um, Matthew Jason Walsh also worked with fucking Todd Sheets, like oh, Moonchild, yeah. Zombie Bloodbath 2. Like he got his ass around. Right? Like, he wasn't just sticking in his one area and that's it. Like, he really made his rounds with all this shit. And he's he's so talented that you could tell he's involved with these movies, you know? Like the music alone tells you that he's involved in these movies, man. Yeah. I mean, he is probably the, like the premier shot-on-video low-budget composer. I oh, would 100%. say out of, out of everything he's done... Like there's very very few stinkers, and I I really can't even think of one. I I don't know about you, but I mean music. And dude, it's funny because well we'll we'll, get, we'll talk once we actually reveal what this movie is. We'll talk about the actual contents of this yeah, and stuff. It, but it, like fuck it. we're we're covering 1995's The Sandman. Yes, uh, that is the video movie. release. Yeah, there's a few VHS releases of this. Um, I think there's two Tempe video ones, and there's one. Um, uh, what's it called? Like the B Killer B? Oh, really? Uh, it's a video outlaw Killer B, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think my other one that I said that was moldy. 
Um, I believe that's what that one is. I have oh, also the Tempe video one, which I received from you. There we go. Um, you, you finally sold it to me one day, a couple of years ago, and uh, for what I paid for it, no less. What a man. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> this was a special movie. You said like, man, I gotta watch. I remember you were. So we were trying to figure out where the fuck I got this tape from, and then he's like, "Wait a second, I think I think you have mine," and then it's all coming back to me that he's like, "I just got to watch it once more, then I'll send it to you." Yeah, dude, it's and, that good. Yeah, and it's not even like a bloody movie. You know what I mean? Compared to like a lot of the other stuff that you would see at this time that's shot on video, it's not a bloody movie at all. But like the fucking whole the the package is just fucking great. You know, this movie is, is big for its britches, man. Like, it, it goes for it in a way that I can... Is admiring and it's charming. Um, do they pull it off every time? No. But I will say that this is probably one of the most well-written of these projects that they've done. The, the dialogue is fucking fantastic. Like, I've never... Even in, like, the cheesy scenes between, like, some of the leads and stuff, never boring. This movie just... It, it it's different in a way that it doesn't fit the Tempe catalog almost like you said it's not gory or anything like that but this is like one of my favorite kind of horror movies dude I love horror movies that are not I mean don't get me wrong I, I'm a fucking gore fan I live for that shit but outside of that like things that are just different things that are weird and like the Sandman this is a really fucking weird movie man yeah, like the story is very weird. The characters are very weird. The uh, the setting is a is a trailer park, which you don't perfect. see very often. It's and perfect. like nobody nobody is seen as like trailer trash really in this thing either. It's just people. That's just where people live, which is ninety percent of the time the way it is. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I was expecting you know, the kids from like Gummo to like roll up at one point though, for sure. I thought that was. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's like because we have we have areas like this around me, and like you you grow up thinking like oh like fucking trailer park like all what you see in the movies and trailer park boys and shit, but really it's just like oh it's all like double wides like people fucking have nice areas they pay less money than me to fucking live it's okay, like, so that's true in some cases all right <laughs> well as, I said I said as someone. I lived in a small town in upstate New York at one point in my life. Um, A small city, actually. They actually have the dignification of calling themselves that. Uh, But, like, I lived in a fucking... I bought a trailer there, me and my ex at the time. And this trailer park was fucking wild, dude. I'm telling you... I don't want to say rough, because, like, it's... It's it, it was a fucking it's a country city, dude. It's it's a it's it's a glorified fuck. They were all country bumpkins, basically, dude. But it was like a cast of characters that I can't even begin to like. The ensemble was just insane. Like every fucking house, I could just go through and be like, "Oh, this motherfucker here has this shit going on," and this kind of. Cr- and you all because, like, dude, when they show there's a shot in this movie where like everybody in the trailer park is like out walking around and shit. Oh, yeah, like, like, like every that, single resident like yeah, is somehow that's out how on the, the same street. Park I lived in yeah. was dude. Like before dusk, every motherfucking person was just out drinking beer, sharing. Like, dude, it was. It was like the wild west of trailer parks that I lived in for a good like That's two awesome. years. Damn, I loved it, man. Like, there's would some, you go back? 
No, 100%. Not in a million years. But man, like, there was some good fucking times. There, I did some sketchy shit there that I, I had no yeah. business doing. That, like, man, it was, it was, I was young and dumb, and it was the perfect spot for me to be living at the time. I'll say that. Hell yeah. You gotta, you, I'm sure you have photos from that, man. You gotta find some of that shit Bro, for me my, somewhere. Yo, my trailer was baller, dude. Really? Like, I bought that bitch cash five grand. And, like, it was it was rough when I got it, right? But like me and my ex fucking shine that turd up so nice, dude. We had the fucking I put the like the nice floors down and shit. Like you would think you were in like a a, a baller ass house on the inside. Damn. So when Did I sold that it? bitch, I think I sold it for like ten k. Doubled up on it and, and like you know, do you pay lot rent? Lot rent was like fucking like three hundred bucks a month or some bullshit. Like, dude, it was cheap living. I ain't fucking shitting on trailer park people, dude. That is depending on the on the trailer. Don't get there's some fucking rundown trailers, you know. But rundown houses, it's yeah. the same, you know, just like anywhere else. But I've seen We're some down. pretty fucking nice trailers, dude. I buy posters. There's this dude I know here in Buffalo. He's like the fucking poster king, man. It's Dandy King. This dude has enough standees to fill a fucking like Marriott like convention room two times wow. over, dude. I'm telling it's you, like shit. his shit is. He has like the full size like Silence of the Lamb jail cell fucking standee with like Tector inside of it and shit, dude. Just like nuts. legit movie theater shit. Yeah, and like, dude, I'm talking thousands of these fucking things he has and movie posters. You name it, this dude's probably got the movie poster for it. That's where I got half of my shit from. I met him Damn. at a flea market hustling stuff, dude, and he is just like, and this motherfucker lives in one of the most baller fucking trailers I've ever wow. seen in a super nice trailer park. And I'm like, dude, good for you. You know, you, you're, yeah, I, I can't hate. I cannot hate at all. He's, <laughs> he's got Respect, his hustle. Man. He's living yeah. his dream, you know. He's happy. That's all that matters. cheap to live, man. You can't hate on that. That's you know what that's that's like we gotta tell you guys, just be happy. Do just what makes you happy. Fuck what Yo, everybody expects of you. Do what you want to do. That's a, right? dude. I can't preach that hard enough right now. As someone who just like got rid of their bullshit job recently and have just like had a different perspective on life, man. Like yeah. it's not fucking worth it, dude. Like yes, stand up for yourself. Dude, yeah, including you, in. dude. You you've been fucking kicking I, ass lately, dude. And dude, like you had to fucking in. stand up for yourself, dude. Super proud of you for that shit. And it's Fuck. important because man, happiness, you don't live that long, man. Don't waste your no. fucking time on somebody else's misery. What do, what do they say? You know, if you die tomorrow, your your job posting will be up the next day. Like be, they don't give Everybody's a fuck replaceable. About you. Don't be like yeah. that, man. Fuck them. Yeah. What is it? Work 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 to live. Don't live to work. Hell yeah. Right? I, dude, fucking. I feel that shit. Fuck it, man. And you know what? That's why we're talking about the fucking Sandman right now. <laughs> That's what we're right? about. Hell yeah. That's, That's what, what makes us happy. About. The fucking yeah. you know Sandman. <laughs> fuck it, dude. We're, we're going right into this fucking movie. All right? And and uh, I'm, I don't know if there's a trailer. I don't fucking know. If there is one, I'll play it. If not, I'll play something else. Yeah. Work it out. Something bad's happening around here. Something really bad. Mrs. Martin died last night. They said she died in her sleep, man. Have you seen him yet, Gary? Seen who? The Sandman, Gary. And again. And now I come over here and you tell me you saw some kind of monster running around here last night? I saw something in here. In the same room with you. It had these glowing red eyes. It was huge. He'll come crawling into your bedroom window while you sleep. 
looking for your soul. To love you. Stay awake. Do you hear me? Stay awake. Haven't you been watching the news? This stuff's happening all over. People are going to be afraid to go to sleep at night. The situation could become very bad indeed. Perhaps we should all just lay down and go to sleep and die. The Sandman's here. Everybody's dead. We've got to stop him. Tonight! The Sandman. So something that I found really interesting that I literally, uh, I like, I, 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 I sit here with my fucking feet on my computer table and I just fucking fell off of it. <laughs> I do that um, once a week, dude, when we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm like looking up shit on all the people in this movie because I'm like, oh, the, the dude that plays uh, our main character, Gary, like, I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. He's got to be in other shit. This is only credit. Yeah, dude. Unbel- unbelievable. But He's I like was like, f- the, the the dude Bud, who's his best friend, right? He's he is probably the best actor in the movie. Oh like, yeah, legitimately, like his delivery, it's so fucking natural, <laughs> dude. Come on, he's really just doing like a Jim Belushi like impression slash like but it's perfect bill murray he, impression like he's kind of combined those two people he's nailing the, it but it's really just like a character of those two people that are existing dude, in real life already i'm i'm just saying when he's like doing the whole like like dude you're cracking up like what is it like oh, oh his delivery is it, it nailed is, dude it literally made me go what the fuck it was that good and if you watch the movie you'll see that like this dude for whatever reason is just like on and but it's it's surprising everybody though i mean not not i mean obviously there's like you know it's not the best acting in the world but dude everybody in this movie especially for a bunch of people that don't have a bunch of credits like this is their really their yeah. only movie they did such yeah. a phenomenal job and i think that goes back to the writing of the film is so strong that the dialogue is written so well that it's like very natural the things that people are saying and dude that you're right the bud character's delivery he is like the perfect like sidekick you know to this uh to to, you know gary and everything and gary's just like a fucking drugstore you know bruce campbell that's basically what this guy is you know and he down to the way he looks and everything even if some of his mannerisms are similar i kind of felt that vibe throughout but they're, they're all just really like believable characters including my absolute favorite character zachariah the oh my God. the fucking gallagher if he went down a dark drug addicted crack yeah. path yeah <laughs> the nom gallagher he is he's fantastic man there you know the, the the little bit of elements of humor that they they sprinkled into this i almost wish didn't exist in this movie dude I really wish, i wish they played it a little straighter actually because this is a really fucking good story. Okay, it's, wait. it's so strong, man. I could fix that for you right now. I'm going to tell you something, and it's going to make next time you watch the movie, it's going to fucking make you be like, "Oh, damn!" Victim of crash is found in woods. State troopers believe the body in pickup truck is motorist who died in wreck six days earlier. 
Uh, law enforcement officers found the body of Terry J. Lipko, 37, yesterday in his overturned pickup truck uh, on U.S. What is that? 224 west of Bonner Road in Deerfield Township. What year? 2000. 2000. Oh so, man. R.I.P. Bud. Bud. Yeah. After I read that, I was like, because I was looking to see if he was like in anything else or what his other credentials were or whatever. No, guys. Guy's gone. That's fucking depressing. It's a fucking downer, dude. But you know what's not a downer? In my exact same search, looking through the credits and seeing what I could find about this movie, I come to find out that this is the debut film of none other than Lisa Neld. Now, if you don't know who this is, this is a blonde bombshell uh, actress, you know, 5'9", tall, fucking blonde, big boobs, your typical, you know... Uh, debutante if you will and uh, if you look at her I mean she's she is like a B-movie queen is basically what oh she's become God. if you look at some of her most recent <laughs> films that she is either in pre-production or have done recently such things as Killer Poop 3 Night of the Living Ooh. Poop uh, Amityville Poo Killer Poo 2 which is one of my Ooh. personal favorites uh, Blood, Boobs, and Beast. That's That sounds fantastic. Uh, Murder in Robot Brothel. That's, you know, mm. Easter Holocaust. These all sound like perfect bad taste video. Yeah. <laughs> things was, that we could review at some point in time. I, I feel like you would be really interested in Roboob, the farting robot monster. <laughs> I just saw that one, the farting robot monster. Oh, that, my oh, God. Oh, Gimme Head, the tale of the Cuyahoga Valley Bigfoot. Oh, dude. Damn, we got we to gotta show Kyle that. Kyle, buddy, dude, Gimme Head. That's the movie for you. I'm telling you right now. And it all started with the Sandman, you you know, and yeah. it is. Holy shit, we got to look into these, man. We really do. I wonder where these are probably on YouTube, bro. If you a lot click, of if you click on Killer Poo Three, Night of the Living Poo. Oh, what was the other one? Some of the covers of these, Amityville Poo. That's the one. It has like. Uh, an Amityville house with an evil <laughs> turd coming out of the toilet. Oh my god! Cover. You see that dude. shit, dude? It's wild. That looks like you made it on your phone as a joke. <laughs> oh dude. my god! It looks is ridiculous. This a, is this a real movie? It's yes, a hundred percent, dude. These are all the backstory of a of the killer poop of how he became who he is and where he came from as he kills anyone he runs into. Amity's so a, a leprechaun? What the fuck is this? Is there a killer poop one? There. Oh my god, dude, there has to be. I'm looking for pictures right so now. I didn't realize that like the Amityville thing is like this giant like B-movie fucking like launching thing. Dude, there's like Amityville Shark House, Amityville Bigfoot. These can't be real, right? Amityville <sighs> Karen? Come on, this cannot be real movies. Of course it's real, man. It's as Is real somebody as you want to be, baby. With me? Amityville Vibrator? <laughs> now this I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, it, looking at it, these fucking movies, like I just went Oh, I gotta get out of this. I'm, I'm yeah, this is a, this is a fucking here. like rabbit hole that we will never get out yeah. of, dude. This That's is we're crazy recording. shit. We're gonna start going silent because we're fucking looking at this shit. <laughs> oh my Pure god, confusion. But yeah, I just thought that was that's a very interesting side note of the the launching project that this was for her. Yeah, so you know the cast A plus for a shot on video movie. Holy they shit, man! Yeah, they fucking do it. 
The uh, monster in this, the Sandman, played by Stan Fitzgerald, uh, his only credit. Did a good job, especially when he's acting like fucking, like he's getting banged by fucking Bud. <laughs> that, was, that was a little weird, yeah. but. <laughs> you know, I, I love the uh, the idea of this, though, that, uh, you know, there's this ancient Sandman. It's just such a great, you know, I love anything that plays off of, like, kids, you know, tall tales or like you know fairy tales and shit like that i always think that because they're all like especially like the brothers grim stuff they're all based in such like actual evil fucking stories yeah that to like take them back to its like origin i think is always so great and to like make the sandman this like almost demon like you know entity that that comes in like uh will actually encourage uh, a good dream so that he can like suck your essence with his bone wiener or whatever and then fucking like <laughs> kill bone, you man he's had a bone in he this is movie. hanging a lot of bone i will say that dude's very yeah. very hard bone and like <laughs> he, he, but then he eventually like kills you and takes your soul or whatever like I, it's so good and like you get you know the whole thing about you know how people have bad dreams to wake them up to to stop them from being attacked by the devil or whatever it's like a, the body's warning to you to wake up and shit it's so clever really and it's the mom from fucking the uh, vampire uh kingdom of the vampire kingdom of the vampire yeah it's it's it's, it's the, the mom from that which i absolutely love her she's in all the fucking jason's movies or matthew jason walsh's movies i i i just think all right so basically the whole the the plot of this movie um mysterious killings are happening in this trailer uh park and gary who's a what are they what's he called like a beat-off book novelist or something oh, like yeah. that yeah <laughs> that's such a great yeah. lie he writes romance novels he calls them beat-off yeah. books so uh this dude is kind of privy to what's going on he sees the sandman this giant hooded like fucking red-eyed creature yeah very similar to the grim reaper has a little scythe and everything and uh, it's up to him to try to stop him before he fucking takes everybody to, well, I guess, Dreamland or whatever it is. It's not only just happening in the trailer park, but it's it's happening all over the place. Everywhere. And we know that because of the uh, the Gerald Rivers show. Yeah, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like Joan Rivers, which were like the two biggest fucking talk shows at the time. I love that they like spoofed on them. <laughs> and it, it's so funny too because like, you know, Geraldo got his nose broken by like the Nazis and shit like that that he had on his show in like the Wait, 90s. Did he really? Oh yeah, dude. And like he came back like the next day with like his nose all fucking taped up and like being like a fucking hard ass and shit. Dude, it's, it's such iconic stuff that they're touching on here that i just was like oh man this this makes me miss my childhood so much dude, dude. was it joan rivers or um who was it that had like fucking el duce from the, like the mentors and shit and- yeah dude so that was actually springer who had had duce on and shit like that he had like the shock rock and it was like guar at the time it was like some fucking bullshit nazi band i think but i, I remember the mentors being on spring that's when springer was its best dude when they were doing shit like that before it just became all like boobies and fucking slap fighting and shit back yeah. when they were doing like that wild like let's put the fucking like the the hoodest dudes you can imagine from the inner city with a bunch of clans dudes on the fucking stage and watch them just like get the shit kicked out of them i loved watching those that those fucking pieces of shit get stopped by people from the audience and stuff dude, that, was, that awesome. was the best tv dude fuck yeah what what do you like best uh those things or you are not the father 
Oh, dude, that's such... Dude, as a product of the 90s, I feel like our generation is so, like, attached to those kind of shows. Like, we grew up with, like, Jenny Jones and, like, Ricky Lake and all that shit. When you were home for school, I mean, that's what was on TV, man. You watched The Price is Right, and then there was all those fucking, like... And they were, like, so aimed for teenagers, too, man. And, like... I'm guilty as charged. I watched the fuck out of those shows when I was younger. <laughs> but man, I, I try to like, you know, I'm, I'm skimming through the channels nowadays and I see like Maury will be on and I stop and they're still doing the same fucking thing, dude. Still doing paternity tests. That motherfucker's been doing that shit for like 15, 20 years now. Dude, I gotta just say, nobody did it as good as Morton Downey Jr., my man. Especially since he starred in the television terror episode of Tales from the Crypt. He was on, like, a wrestling superstars. Dude, him and, pa, him and Piper. Iconic. Dude, so blowing sick. the smoke in his face and shit, dude. And then Piper breaking out the fire extinguisher on his ass. He is. He, he was the original TV fucking, like, you know, heat-getting fucking magnet. Predator 2, remember? He's like doing like his fucking shtick oh, in that one. Oh yeah, I, dude, he is in that. You're right. I, dude, I haven't watched I Predator he, 2 in forever. I think he died due to like complications from smoking. I think that I, was. I think he was like a super heavy smoker and shit. But that dude left his mark, right? I, it's so awesome watching that television terror fucking episode of Tales from the Crypt. Like every t- single fucking time I watch that, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, this is like peak shit for me. Like he's such a good actor in that. Like he's like playing himself basically. Really, like, that yeah. That's probably why it he comes was, off so well. Yeah, it's just super him. obnoxious and all that shit. Like, man, that shit ain't around anymore. That's for sure. But I love that they that they did that in this movie, and and I love that they use this like talk show as almost like a exposition point. They used it to get so much information about yeah. like what's really going on around uh, the people in this film, without you know turning it into just like a narrative, you know, or a, or a fucking narrator talking to you over it. They give you so much information here, and I love that the guests are these three doctors who all have different opinions on why people are dying in their sleep randomly, and it turns into just, like, fist fights. And every time they come back, they got, like, different bandages on and shit. They're more beat up every time. It's so fucking funny. I do like that that, that comedy of it. Like, those segments are very, like, George Romero-type things. Like, you always have, like, the talking heads on the TV that they show they're fighting with each other and all that shit like that's what that felt like to me like very like dawn of the dead night of the living dead you know what i mean they got the tv on the news is on what the fuck is going on no you're a fucking moron like that's not it is very much that you're right but it's just it's so good like the, the back and forth and all that it's so good and the people that they even have playing these doctors it's believable Right? Like, it's older dudes. Like, it's not That's just That's what some I was fucking... going to say. It goes back to the casting. That, like... I, this movie just feels different than what they've done with every... All their other their projects, you know, are, are similar in a sense. This just stands out as being so different. And I feel like it's it's almost... It's done so much better. Like, not even just, like, the dialogue and stuff, but the way it's filmed. Like, it is a really well-made movie. Like, and this is 90, 95 when they're doing it. So they've put out a bunch of stuff by this point. They're definitely coming into their own. But this is just 
when I first watched this dude, I think I even messaged you and was like, bro, you gotta get yeah. Sandman, because this is this is completely different and it's not gonna be what you're expecting in the best possible way. Yeah, and you may be asking, like, oh, why is why are we doing this as like a Halloween movie? First of all, they they say at one point, like, oh, like I was here for my Halloween photo shoot, but like the the atmosphere of this movie, the music um the the trailer park how it looks and everything it's like very dreary and everything it's such a fall movie it's such a halloween movie where like if you you know put turn the lights off put this shit on like you're gonna get that fucking you know oh man like it's fucking october in in the midwest or wherever the fuck they were filming this you know like (laughs) what what felt very genuine to me too is and i makes me believe that definitely somebody that they knew lived in this trailer park and these were all just people that they were like hey i'm making a movie will you come outside from your trailer and fucking yeah literally every single person because like like you said it's it's a halloween film because it's definitely set around halloween we see the pumpkins and stuff and we see like trailers that have like halloween decorations on them but they're like it looks like the fucking halloween decorations have been sitting out since the previous halloween and never yeah. got put yeah, away like- and that's exactly how it fucking <laughs> is when you live in a goddamn trailer that's park so motherfuckers that's don't so put that funny. shit away <laughs> yeah but i'm i'm telling you guys like this shit is going to be like a peak halloween watch for you after you see it um it has a very fall halloween-ish feeling monster so let's let's talk about the sandman a little bit um they have this dude with a giant cloak on you can't see the face it's just black but they have like superimposed red eyes (laughs) like digital (laughs) effects and it looks good like it's not bad it's not not it looks fine you probably would think they were wearing some sort of glasses with like light bulbs on them or whatever but this (laughs) thing looks so fucking cool in all of these trailers because it looks so big in like these little rooms and shit holy fuck man it is 100% in my top 5 creatures of movies that we've covered yeah especially because it's not like a crazy detail like you're not seeing like a, a monster or anything like that it's literally like a cloaked Oh man, what the fuck movie was it where there's like that giant like black demon in the bedroom? We oh man, I can't think of it now. We covered it recently, but there was like a scene where like there's like a giant black demon that comes to it in like the bedroom. It's a really fu- I can't remember now. But anyways, it, it reminds me a little bit of that, and uh, it's gonna bother me now, dude. God damn <laughs> It'll it! Come to you. We, we It'll just come fucking to you. covered this movie too. I want to, anyways, but it, it, it's, it is a, for being so simple, for just being like a cloaked fucking like hooded menace, basically, it invokes so much feeling and like fear. I don't know if that makes sense, but like it's, it's legitimately such like an evil presence in these small rooms. Cause you're right, this is a trailer that you see all these, you know, and trailers are notoriously having small ceilings and stuff. And it gives the presence of this thing being absolutely fucking huge when it's like on his girlfriend in the bed about to give her the fucking bone shaft. And like he bust in, it looks fucking crazy how big and like evil that fucking thing looks. And it, it does, it does add to it. How, how like, large they made it i don't know if it was like a big suit under him or if it's a big motherfucking dude or whatever but it's, it's a very large presence 
Yeah, and it's cool that like they have him using the sand. You know what I mean? That's how it puts you to sleep and everything. And to me, I always love when there's like an old, like an ancient creature or something using some sort of like physical magic like that. That right? is like cool as fuck. Dust. And that's what puts you into your dream and everything. And he carries the scythe and that's how he kills you. It's fucking like really creative. They pulled it off really well. They didn't try to like show you what it looked like either because that would be, of course, a, a huge letdown. Because how do you like what would the face of that thing even look like? You know yeah, I mean? they didn't yeah. go for that, dude, because it, it would have been just like a prop mask that they got at a store yeah. or some shit. Because that's what the hands were. The hands were just like a prop skeleton hands. You could see the wires on them and shit. But it, yeah. it, it did not bother me. It played no. like really well just because like the way it was shot was very believable. You know, fucking Matthew's music over top of everything just crushed and made everything just that much more suspenseful and eerie. I think that's like, you know, well, the biggest like power that these films have are his his scores man because like without it you don't get the same feeling you don't get the same like you know intense build-up he does a great job with those like slow methodical fucking tunes that like build up to this like great scene his opening track on this one it's a little bit of a fucking Halloween ripoff of the theme from Halloween, but Which it's, he generally does. It's he generally okay. does it, but it's super fucking good. And then out of nowhere, there's like really weird music too in this one. Like there's like a comedy detective fucking like <laughs> thing that goes on, and like at one point there's like a weird Western porno music that's playing and shit. Like it's all over the place, but it, it all works really, really well in this film. Dude, he just fucking, he doesn't give a fuck, man. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking make a little Western song here. Who gives a shit? Because I'm that fucking talented. <laughs> I'm that guy. What's, like, uh, what, what really, man, what makes this movie special is that I can legitimately just see the love of of all the different 80 horror, 80s horror movies that they're, they're taking from in this movie. You know, the... The obvious, you know, the the Nightmare on Elm Street connection is very apparent based on, you know, not wanting to go to sleep and stuff like that. You yep. get a lot of the same things going on here. But uh, just even, like, the, the little, like, callbacks to, uh, you know, uh, what is it, uh, the fucking um, Paris werewolf movie where the, the, the friend's dead and he's coming back to oh, life. American Werewolf in London, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, we, watched, we watched the fucking Paris, that remake yeah. one for the podcast. That shit was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fucking, yeah, the uh, American Werewolf in London where he has, like, the dead friend that talks to him and, like, there's a scene in this movie where, like, Bud comes back to life after he's dead. Oh, my God. Dude, that's one of my favorite scenes in the I love it, movie. right? And he's like, hey, buddy, I wanted to tell you the Sandman says he's coming for you or whatever. Like, don't yeah, go to sleep. Yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. And it, it just reminds me so much of those there's so many movies that you'll be like oh this like you said the newscasters remind you of dawn of the dead and stuff it's just a lot of really great callbacks to like why these people are making these movies in the first place yeah like i feel like the um that scene felt very like you said uh american werewolf in london or even more like to me it felt like pet cemetery oh yeah like, like i wouldn't even thought that but you're absolutely right it does have more of that vibe to it 
and like him sitting up in the in like the on the gurney and like the fucking thing falling off his face and he sees like got a huge hole in his fucking skull and everything and he's like nope doesn't look like an aneurysm to me yeah oh but <laughs> he, like, i think eats he the tells fucking him, blood clot or some shit <laughs> I, I think he tells him to stay away or like you know leave it alone or whatever the sandman says stay away or some shit but so good it's, dude it's so effective the way that they use like dude the fucking sandman's like one of his i guess downfalls is light and it's like oh, oh a flashlight cool that's all you need just a little just a flashlight that's it we'll send this guy fucking running because you know when the, that's what wakes you up or that's you know something that's uh, a dream demon of any sort like you ain't gonna fucking like the no, any sort yeah, of light yeah. or whatever and it's cool like they even talk about zachariah says like he hides in the light. He uh, he hides in the darkness. He moves in the darkness, and he also uses the fact that nobody believes he's real. It's like, how he existed for so long, dude. That's a very Freddy Krueger thing, also. Yep. You know, even the scene where he's fucking sitting on the fucking on Bud's like lap while he's sleeping, and like Bud's kind of like caressing him. Very Freddy Krueger, right? <laughs> yeah. Nightmare Three. Like the that's blow very... doll and shit, dude. It's so funny. <sighs> man can we talk about bud and his like business that he's like a photographer he's such a creep right dude like he's that like uh, he's the dude that gets canceled in fucking 2021 yeah, for being that, yeah. that shitty photographer who like oh just come to my studio i totally won't fucking you know harass you at all we well, have a dime was, of dozen of those motherfuckers in buffalo let me tell you well, well i was gonna say like that was like once burning angel and like suicide girls became a thing all of a sudden oh. every fucking schmuck creep had a camera oh yep. come do a photo oh, shoot i'm a fucking professional you know bring your it's lingerie like, you fucking assholes it's like, bro you're a fucking creep dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need fucking spank bank material because no one wants to fucking talk to you <laughs> <laughs> just hate people dude <laughs> so so who would you say is your favorite character in this movie oh that is, is it tough, Zachariah? dude yeah zachariah just that his and his whole fucking family dude his crazy fucking kids his hippie ass wife who's like smoking pot the whole time it's it's it, they you know earlier i said i didn't like the comedy aspects i, I didn't like it but i would love to see a version of it that that doesn't go so deep into like the slapsticky kind of comedy it's okay to touch into like realistic comedy i think in these kind of movies but like the blatant like you know sticky shit i could go without a little bit but i will say the comedy that zacharias character brings to it like the levity and like that crazy nom vet who no one believes because he's like he's just been crazy since he got back from the war but he's like i saw the fucking sandman over there and like you know it took out my whole platoon and shit and like dude one of my favorite favorite things and lines of zacharias in this movie is his wife is all talking shit about him being like you were a mess cook you only saw action one time and blah 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 and like the fucking gary's like well i'm gonna need a gun if you're not gonna help me and they go over to fucking zachariah's chest he's got all these fucking weapons and he's like i thought you were a mess cook and zachariah goes i was one hell of a mess cook <laughs> he's got like a, i'm like dude this dude is such a badass so, so is that supposed to be like he was actually telling the truth in all yeah, his stories like he, he was, was like actually legit, like a fucking like special forces dude over yeah, there he just told people he was a mess cook because he gave him the old yeah. wink i was one hell of a mess cook wink wink and then like fucking clicks the gun i'm like dude zagariah is a fucking pimp dude i love this guy dude he well to me i feel like he plays him like borderline like chop top 
De oh, dude, there's definitely some inspiration, I think, from that character, for sure. Even the way he looks dude, is he, a little bit chopped up. and everything, yeah. like... I, I think the wife's character is fucking really funny. You were just a mess cook, man. She's just smoking a joint. Like the wearing whole room like the is full of smoke. Yeah, wearing like the circular sunglasses inside like she's fucking... Bro, the best part about her was when they were outside, she has those glasses on. And then she flips them up to reveal more sunglasses. Yeah, double sunglasses. <laughs> Dude, that's that's the type of movie that this is. Jesus oh, it's Christ, fucking stupid. It's great though. It's really it really fucking... is. No, it, this like I said, this is might be one of my favorite Tempe movies dude for sure it's just so different and like the story is just so fucking well written I, I give these guys so much credit yeah I, I think this one but y you know what J.R. Bookwalter stuff generally is put together well anything that his name is on even stuff that Matthew Jason Walsh isn't involved in generally has like a cohesive plot you kind of know what goes like he's a very good filmmaker like yeah, it's I'll not like that. how it's not like how you'll watch like no offense but like some todd sheets shit where i was it's just like, gonna say dude just some from? early sheets is rough yeah you know it's like oh like these people just disappear these people just appear why is there a serial killer right here like all shit like that and like i get it you try and like maybe you did film something and it didn't work out or you forgot to film shit that was You're the, that, that's the case with sheets <laughs> For sure. A yeah. lot of those early stuff was just run and gun, people moving in and out. So it, it's yeah. incohesive at best. But it, it, you got to give them credit. But you're right. All the Bookwalter stuff does have a very, I don't want to say professional, but it just seems like a little bit more care, a little more attention to detail when it comes to those things. Well, I feel like J.R. Bookwalter can write a prof like a professional studio fucking yeah. movie. And like, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a horror movie, but I feel like he has, like, the he actual... He has that in him. Yeah, I'm sure he went to film school and all that stuff. Like, he's actually good at what he does. Man, it's not just... I would love this this supposed budget of, like, 15000 on this. I could I could see that. Maybe a little less. I don't know. Who knows with these things? I wouldn't even believe 15000 Yeah, honest. honestly. Um, but I will say, I... Man... I would love to just give these guys the equipment and the funds needed to make this now with like the same story but like really do what you were trying to do with this in 90 95 but with the capabilities of now i would die to see what they did with this story man because it is strong it just needs that that little bit of polish and a little bit of like you know special effects budget to to put it over the top for me because like they, they go for it dude like when in the end battle scene and zechariah comes to help gary save the day and shit like that and the sandman's pulling him into the dream world that's yeah, cool it's like warping and shit that's cool as fuck it's just a bad effect because now you know for 95 it was probably decent but even then i mean it probably wasn't that decent for 95 either but like yeah. it, it's it's not bad but i'm it's saying made right it's yeah decent. for being what this is it's very good i just feel like it would be so much better if they were able to like really take it to that next level of like a, a budgeted movie that was made in hollywood i would say like even if you gave somebody like a hundred grand this would like be to make this movie now it would be fucking sick really We'd good see it on tubi <laughs> be on TV. Yeah, it's gonna be tomorrow for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my but, god! But the story is so solid in this one, where you don't need the over-the-top gore, you no. don't need the kills and all that shit. Like 
the kills are super i mean granted the whole movie is everybody's dying but like a lot of it is just insinuated you know what i mean you don't see what's going on really for most of the shit or it's really dark because this was shot on video at night on a fucking camcorder you know what i mean like it's as good as it's gonna fucking be right but, but it looks the really story good for is that. so solid. Yeah, you don't need the crutch of violence. You know what I mean? That a lot of shot on video movies uh, lean very, very heavily on. Now, I, I, I will say, though, that I wouldn't be opposed to some of that being in oh, this fuck film. Oh, no, dude. Because I think no. that would really... I mean, this would be... <laughs> I love this movie, but I would really love this movie if it had some, like, you know, uh, Demon Knight type fucking gore and shit like that or what are was it is the uh is that the one demon the the, the spine rip out oh or that was that, uh, soul of the demon soul of the demon yeah if it like went like there into that realm of like gore man this like if the sandman started like ripping some fucking bodies apart and shit i would be into this way way more would, but i still already have- love it you wouldn't have a million copies of Dead Alive. You'd have a fucking million I, copies of this shit. That is that is a hundred percent true, dude. And you know, uh, that's a good point, Mike. Because I like weird things, man. And like Dead Alive, in in all respect, all of uh, Peter Jackson stuff is is fucking weird. Like you know, they're not necessarily like weird stories. Like oh, here's like zombies and shit like that. But he's just a weird filmmaker. You're gonna see weird shit. It's gonna be shot in a weird way. And I really like that. And that's why I like this film. It's just a really fucking weird concept. And it's it's weird for fucking Book Walter to make a movie like this. And I, I absolutely yeah. love it. Well, what's funny to me is like even the like the fact that Gary's like an author for like fucking romance novels doesn't really fucking mean anything in the movie. No. But it's funny. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just yeah, it's just like a weird fucking thing to make somebody. And having, like, the dude be the photographer and all that, like, it's just weird. And there's a lot of weird shit that goes along with it. It's his demise is the, is the photography, which, dude, that's another awesome scene. Awesome scene. When, he's, when it's in black and white and he's taking the pictures and shit, but it's, like, it, half baby. fog. Yeah, but it's, like, half fog, but you could still see, like, his upper body, like, perfectly. Like, holy shit, dude. They I love really the dream did scenes. a good job. All the dream scenes being in black and white, really, really nice effects, dude. I like when you see all the victims in the dream. Oh, yes. And, like, they're all, like, in this, like, fucking smoky purgatory type thing. And it's like, oh, this is where we live now. Like, this is, we can't There's leave. There's no escape. Yeah, yeah but, so but then good. they point to the escape. <laughs> It's like, how do I get out of here? And they all point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's that door also, I guess you could say. I think it was more so that they can't leave because they're dead. Where he wasn't dead, he was just like in the dream world. That's, I guess, how he was able to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Which, let's talk about the ending of this, right? So he, he realizes that the only way that you could actually kill the Sandman is by using his own dust on him, that this stuff also will work on him. So he eventually has to protect his girlfriend, all that shit, blah, blah, blah. He comes back, he rubs the dust in the Sandman's face, and you fucking see the Sandman basically burst into like a giant light flash, right? right and he's yeah. gone. Or so you so think. You think. <laughs> Dude, when they, sh- when they fucking in, when they're in that ambulance and you see like the eyes like looking at them and they're like no 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 
Holy shit, dude. Perfect. So I'm this, so glad he did that. This is... I, I, I agree. Made the movie for me, right? This is the only thing that would have made it better and where I thought they were going is I thought that now Gary was going to become the new Sandman and that he was underneath the blanket as the Sandman in the ambulance and that she took the fucking sleeping medication and as soon as she started to get sleepy, boom, you reveal him as the fucking Sandman under the thing. That's where I would have went with it and I thought that would have been fucking epic. If you kill the Sandman, you are now replaced. That's that whole thing with death too. It's like, oh, if you took out death, now you have to take death's place or whatever. So, would have been cool. I... I honestly thought after he rubs the shit in the Sandman's face and like he goes to like the dream world with him and everything and then he goes to leave and you and the Sandman is still in reality. That's when his girlfriend is like, no, I thought for a second that that was Gary when I first saw this movie. Oh, yeah, I he came back as the Sandman. Dude, either way, that would have been awesome. Yeah, they should have they should have made that an element of it. But I do like the fact that he's like he's not dead. He's like this everlasting creature. Like, how the fuck are you gonna kill the Sandman? You know I'm what I mean? I'm a strong believer in no happy endings, man. That's a yeah, must that's, for me. And you know what? They leave it kind of ambiguous. You don't know if they're gonna die or not or what or he's just like, Oh, I'm still around. Like you didn't get just me. Just a reminder. I mean, also, it would be cool if, like, they had another post scene where it's them locked up in the mental asylum. Where oh, they went crazy. trying to tell people? Yeah, and they dude. Just see it. They, they just think they see him. You know what I mean? Like, it's like Zachariah, where he says, like, you either oh, dead or you go crazy. Go crazy. And I went dude. crazy. Oh, that would have been great, too. Yeah. Let's get a rewrite. See, yeah. <laughs> Man, God, dude, if we ever are able to, this, this will be the movie we make. Oh. We'll redo the Sandman. It, uh, I have dude ideas already right now just pouring out of my head dude, for this. We'll get Matthew Jason Walsh to do the music for us again. Oh, 100%. Dude, dude we'll contact Leaf Yonker to, to help write it with us. <laughs> yes. Holy fuck, bro. Dude, that, that this, would be this has shit. so much potential. We'll get Kegstan to, to do some stuff with, Matt, uh, with <laughs> Matthew. He can finally <laughs> die happy then. Right? That would be his dream. <laughs> but, dude, honestly, man, this movie is 100% a fall classic a bad taste video hall of famer hall of famer 100 100 watch um it's free on a app called plex plex yep. it's just like tubi but they have a ton of fucking tempe video stuff on there also and a million fucking ads i'm not gonna lie bro yeah yeah it was I, rough. I i i started watching it on there and the first ad break came up and it told me there was five ads and i was like I'm gonna put uh, go pay a dollar ninety nine on YouTube to watch this without any yeah, ads. There you go. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I did. I mean, I I watched it on tape. Sorry, I'm burping into the ether <laughs> over here. I watched it on tape, and then I uh, I'm like, you know what? Let me like rewatch it again. And I watched the version on uh, on Plex because I was like, I'm not paying two dollars because I no, fucking I, already you own it. Yeah. I own it. I own it twice. <laughs> um, but is this? Did they ever release this on a Blu-ray? Oh man, I don't believe. I don't think it's out yet. Uh, it's only a matter of time because they're they're fucking doing all of these. I know it's on DVD through Make a Flicks. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Because uh, this would 100% be something that I would buy. Yeah, it looks like 
only DVDs at the moment. Man, this would be a sick Blu-ray, though. But I guess what the fuck can you really... This uh, they, one might be hard to do. They do great work with a lot of that shit, man. A lot of that stuff that you would think is pretty brutal cleans up pretty nice for, for those two case scans that they've been doing. Maybe we could... Uh, Maybe we could hit up JR and be like, yo, dude, are you, are you fucking doing this? What's up? What's up with the Sandman? We need a Blu-ray release of this. Yeah, let me invest. Let us <laughs> let us do the fucking... Uh, <laughs> let, us, let us do a special feature. Let us do a commentary track for oh it. Oh, my God. Holy shit. With Matthew Jason Walsh. I want to do it with him. <laughs> be like, so, dude, what, what keyboard did you use for this? Yeah, what Casio. And, and what did you... Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude, did you play everything? Because that's really impressive. Did I tell you I love you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Can we talk about fucking Ozzy? His fucking character we didn't, we in didn't the even, movie? We, dude, we didn't even mention that We didn't even mention that Matthew Jason Walsh plays his same character in Kingdom of the Vampire, but in he, this movie. Yes. It, dude, slightly different. he's like the most like the worst house guest ever he just like bombards it on his cousin gary's trailer he's like cousin oh, gary I, I, yeah he's like i fucking pissed at my dad and i told him i'm out of here man i'm gonna crash with you and then like gary comes home he's got like 15 of his fucking friends in the living room watching porn, watching porn. And shit. yeah <laughs> hold up hey guys shut up this is an important part in the plot <laughs> it's so stupid dude uh, his character is such a throwaway character in this movie it's not like important to the plot and anyway but it's so awesome that he's here yeah yeah because gary hey yeah you remember i like had this giant fly collection and i, <laughs> I, ate, I it. ate it and then i like puked all over your mom he's like oh that yeah was me. that was you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what a good fucking dude this movie's just too it's much great. for me no it's great too hot to handle Hall bro too cold to hold yeah, uh, Bad Taste Video Hall of Famer yet again by J.R. Bookwalter and Matthew Jason Walsh. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Go fi- You know what? Go find the tape. I want you guys to go out and buy it because I have it already. So you could, no, you could go have uh, <laughs> yeah, good you luck. Know, fun trying to fucking track one down. But go buy the DVD um, if you want, man. It's great. It's worth yeah. every fucking penny. Yeah, you want this in your collection for good, for sure. Don't don't rely on streaming for this one. No, I'm, because I'm one day up. it may not be there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta just get a copy, DVD, Blu-ray if they eventually release one. They will fucking tape whatever. Uh, Grizz, anything else, man? Anything anything you think we uh, missed? I'm about so this movie? fucking glad we finally talked about this movie, dude. I've been waiting, like you said, <laughs> what feels like at least two years, and it was well worth it. This is yeah. This is a Hall of Famer. This is a perfect. Uh, I feel like a true kickoff to the Halloween season for us because now we are going to be balls deep in what Ernie likes to call the spooky season. Yeah, so here's which, to which you, he fucking Stan. hates. Yeah, the, the, apparently the Laser Graves podcast fucking just hates, hates Halloween. Halloween. Like, what is wrong yeah. with these people? I mean, are I don't they know. Mormons? To, I don't get yeah. it. I, <laughs> go, 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 go over and ask them what the fuck is going on. <laughs> But you should go listen to their podcast, see what the fuck they have to say. Jesus yeah, I mean, Christ. I would definitely listen to their podcast it. and see what they're talking about, but definitely ask them about the spooky stuff, too. All right. Yeah. So I guess that just about wraps it up. But it's time to take one more trip, not into dreamland, but to the wide world of metal. Mr. Grizz. It's your stage. It this is week. my week. That is right. And I figured, you know, we we just covered Sandman. We were off to Dreamland, and and what better album to cover this week than the band Apes 
and their fucking album lullabies for eternal sleep and i actually yeah. like said we were gonna do this album and you're like oh dude that's a perfect fucking uh, name for this week and i was like holy shit you're right it is a perfect yeah, name see, for this week see, i didn't it was even meant realize to be. It. dude it this was. episode was just it was meant to be so Float. why don't you why don't you tell the people a little bit about this before we dive in a little bit all right man so apes this is a a canadian uh grindcore death metal but i mean it's hard to like really put the label i think on this album in particular but they are a massive fucking band dude and you know when when i say the word grindcore i think a lot of people automatically will will think of that like really thin sound that like Ain't grindcore no is kind of known for like there's not a lot yeah. of beef to grindcore and this is the exact opposite of that yeah. this album is thick as fuck dude like a wall of terror comes at you and i'm looking at it and i'm like how did they get such a fucking massive sound out of it and then i'm looking at the personnel dude they have a vocalist a drummer three guitar players and a bass player i fucking love that dude i I am so about that idea and it it comes through on this album every fucking track back in the 70s you'd have the three guitar players Big now, deal now it, I feel like in the in the eighties, you you had like either a lot of you had a lot of one guitar player bands like yeah, trio. Sure. Uh, well, not tri- three pieces, but like a four piece band that yeah. was a big thing in the eighties. Then like the nineties was all fucking two guitar players, one bass player. Eighties definitely you know? started the power duos. You know, all the metal bands yeah. had the power duos that you know they were just known for. You had like the really great rhythm player. And then you had like the lead player, or you had bands like you know fucking everything King Diamond's been a part of, and all of his guitar players are just fucking shredders. So it, it's it's well, wild to think about three. I've never played in a band with three guitar players, man. I can't imagine yeah. like writing for that. It has to be awesome, honestly. Well, well, I always thought about it like this: like generally, as I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I am as somebody who's like pretty good at guitar. Like you always want to have somebody that's equal or better than you. You 100%. know what I mean? Because then you're able to like really progress as a band. Now, when you don't have that, when you're not equal or better, all of a sudden you get like fucking um, the guitar playing the bass lines type shit. That's why like I always respected the, the fucking three piece or the four piece. That kills where it's it. It's like yeah yeah we're like the bass player and the guitar player like really in tune with each other like the guitar player's really good and they didn't fucking water it down with just like a fucking boring lead player you know like and like especially when the bass player is able to take the the rhythm section up and let the only guitar player take that lead role that's like i have so much respect for bands like a solid three-piece that like guitar player bass player does vocals that's the way it should be i'm i'm telling you right now if you're a front man you're fucking lazy i hate vocalists bro (laughs) i'm I'm not even afraid to say it i fucking hate just plain vocalist pick up a goddamn instrument dude like nothing will kill a band faster for me if i go see a band live and the band fucking rips dude they could be like the best band i've ever fucking heard and their frontman is corny as fuck he could be a good vocalist but his stage presence is fucking corny he doesn't know what to do with himself everything it's rare to have everything man that's and why it sucks dude the, the, cr- the cream rises to the top man the like the ones that are really good they're like legendary bands you know what i mean like oh like look at that like the front man is fucking crazy it's not like 
oh yeah the band's great but like the dude just stands there right you know what i mean like never get that like because those bands don't progress dude like if you're gonna have a face this is some knowledge right here if you're gonna have a fucking vocalist i don't care if he's the the, if you have a choice between a motherfucker who kills himself on stage for your band but isn't the best vocalist or the dude who can is pitch perfect you go with that motherfucker that kills himself on stage for your band. Oh hell yeah! That's dude. who's gonna get it's remembered over that motherfucker who who can sing real well. Like fuck that shit, dude. You're putting on a show, dude. Exactly, exactly. And like this band, man, I didn't know that they had three guitar players. I had no idea, and I'm right. really curious to how this sounds live. Oh, you know, because gotta look up videos. You're right. Yeah, but because like this album to me sounds like like more modern napalm death like the style that they kind of turned into where like it's still grind and everything but it's more palatable i guess you could say where like this album i feel like if you're into any sort of metal you could get down with this it's any not sort. fucking anal cunt it's not agoraphobic nosebleed it's not bands like that where it's like it's like just fucking noise shrill and, almost yeah you know? and like p- the average person it's an it's an acquired taste it's yeah. not I something love that, that you're going to show this somebody this is not that you know this I is something like you special could, yeah, I feel like this is these guys like know what they're doing. They put some time and effort into the actual fucking production. The songs are I'm not going to say they're short, but they're short enough. They're sweet and to the point. There's no bullshit. I hate that. I hate when there's just repetitiveness, repetitiveness. And like, yeah, I get it. Like some genres, that's what it is. But like learn to learn to vary your your songs, you know what I mean? Like I want to hear if you if you have a really good fucking chorus, a really good verse, like okay, play them twice each or whatever. Right. Figure out a bridge and an outro. Make the song two minutes. Fuck it. Have a fucking real punch in the goddamn mouth for two minutes, then like water it down. And I feel like that's what these guys do. They fucking really like dial it in. It's you know, there's no wasted fucking energy in the album. It's fucking sick straight through. This was my first time listening to it, and I was uh, immediately added to the library. And I'm like, holy fuck, like this is new fucking gym music for me. This is new fucking. Be careful. I'm telling you right now, I had this album on at the gym this morning. I wanted to fucking kick every motherfucker in the face that walked by me. This was such an aggressive album. And I'm like, I'm on my pre-workout, so I'm all fucking ready to go anyways, dude. And it just got me <laughs> pumped up. I was like, nice. dude, this album fucking rules. And it's it's so hard to, like I said, it's like it's a label as a grindcore band. But dude, like the second track on this, is, which is my personal favorite, Devour. That's my favorite too. Yeah. It's Hell a yeah. fucking brutal sludge song, right? It's just like yep. the fucking most down tempo beat you the fuck up heavy, sludge heavy. track dude and i get into it so much man heavier than an iron wolf bro great. no but i i really do like track two but here's the thing you can listen to this album and you will it's it's so it, like each song goes into each other so well that yeah. you don't even know when the next song starts and i'm not saying that in a bad way i'm saying that in a fucking awesome way where like the it just this what is it 12 minutes or so four it's, songs it's it feels a performance. like the, it's, it feels like it's five minutes long it's yeah. awesome it's it's not boring the whole thing is just fucking solid straight through the fucking opening track cornwall dude that shit fucking rips it sounds like fucking napalm death to me like a like, new, a like the newer napalm, napalm death yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like dude um what is it fucking uh oh man apex predator that yes. fucking album from yes. a couple years back like dude i love that album that album's heavy as fuck to me and that's what this reminds me of you know what and I mean? And, and if anything... heavy influence there, 100%. I was, dude, 
if anything, this album sounds heavier than that one. No, I will and say that, that album's heavy as fuck. It, this is like, like I just said, it's a thicker version of all of that stuff, and it goes back to those three guitars. I had no idea until I just started doing some research on the band that they were three guitars. I just knew listening to this that they created like a fucking wall of sound and like not just like oh a wall of noise but like a wall of riffs that were just like holy shit i'm being bombarded with fucking great tsunami guitar tone too like it's not just like overly distorted fucking bullshit it all has great rhythm like you said man it's it's grindcore with thought put into the writing process which is lost in some of the uh, the bands yeah. that I, I love and I've grown up on, but this is really well done. So if you get a chance, man, go on Bandcamp. They're on YouTube. They're on Spotify. Everything. The band is called Apes, and this particular album, which they just put out this past year, Lullabies for Eternal Sleep, four tracks, twelve minutes long. It's it's going to be your probably one of the best twelve minutes you're going to spend this year on music. I really yeah, get this for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 100% recommend listening to this one. So Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to uh, subscribe to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo. We're going to start doing way more shit once the Halloween season comes. And oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to try to get away with a little bit more. We'll see where our <laughs> copyright strikes end up. I don't know. Maybe we'll be banned for life. Who knows? Rebels. But please subscribe to us on there. Um, we're going to start kicking it up with all these Halloween movies and shit and you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, we're hoping that we introduce you to some new stuff that maybe you don't know, maybe you didn't hear about, or maybe you're just waiting for uh, a podcast to fucking talk about it. And we're here to do that. Yeah, we're here to do that for you. So we will see you next week.